0: Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar nominated movies or die trying. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope, I know it was just yesterday that I had my Welcome to Season 4 episode, but here we are with the Oscars list for a number of categories. Uh, so, yeah, we have another episode out. Um, let's dive into talk about these, what they mean for the Death Race, you know, who made it in, who got snubbed, where you can find them, and any implications if uh, there might be for other categories specifically for Best Picture. Uh, first up, we'll start with the Feature Categories. So first is Documentary Features. Uh, the shortlisted nominees are All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Bad Acts, Children of the Mist, Descendant, Fire of Love, Hallelujah, Le- Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, Hidden Letters, A House Made of Splinters, The Janes, Last Flight Home, Moon Age Daydream, Navalny, Retrograde, and The Territory. Now, as far as what's been favored up to this point, based off of precursors, um, All That Breeds, All the Beauty and Blood said, Fire of Love, and Moon Age Daydream, those four films have taken a lot of nominations and wins up to this point. Um, the Territory has also been doing decently well, kind of as, as the fifth place film. Now notably, uh Goodnight Oppie, which was you know kind of a favorite, um, ha- had been doing well in precursors, ended up getting snubbed here. Um, also somewhat snubbed based on Buzz was the Robert Downing Jr. documentary about his dad, uh, called Senior, and then also the Ukrainian documentary Freedom for Fire. Um, now, I haven't been following the documentary precursors too closely, but from what, what I've talked to other people, um, Bad Axe, Children of the Mist, and Hidden Letters are somewhat surprises. Uh, Bad Axe was a documentary about a Michigan Asian American family dealing with racism post-COVID-19, Children of the Mist or was a documentary about child bride kidnapping in Vietnam, and Hidden Letters is a film looking at the use of Chinese calligraphy among women. Now, if I were to try to predict the five films that make it in, I think of the first five, um, again, All that, Be- All that Breeds, All The Beauty and said Fire of Love, Moon Age Daydream, and The Territory, I think Moon Age Daydream is possibly, probably the most at risk for missing. It hasn't really had any wins so far that I can tell, just a lot of nominations, and then anecdotally, it seems that aside from Summer of Soul last year, music documentaries just tend to not do as well. Um, so for what could potentially replace it? I think the most likely is probably Descendant, uh, which is a film from Higher Ground Productions, the same documentary company from the Obamas uh, that has had good success with nominations in the past with films such as American Factory or Crip Camp, and also Navalny, uh, the anti russian documentary that one at Sundance could easily slot in. Um, now, as far as availabilities for these top contenders, uh, All That Breeds is, has been acquired by HBO Max, will be on their platform sometime in 2023, currently in limited release in some theaters here in New York. Um, All The Beauty and Blood set is, uh, is also acquired by HBO Max from Neon, um, will be on those streaming platforms sometime next year, hopefully early, uh, currently in limited release in theaters here in New York. Uh, Fire of Love is available on Disney+. Plus. Moon Age Daydream is rentable on PVOD. Uh, the Territory is currently available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Descendant is currently available on Netflix, and then Navalny is currently available on HBO Max. So aside from All That Breeds and All The Beauty and Bloodshed, uh, most of the frontrunners I believe should be easily available. Uh, Moving on to the next feature category, we have the international feature films. Um, So first off we have Argentina 1985 from Argentina, of course, Uh, Corsage from Austria, uh, Close from Belgium, uh, Return to Seoul from Cambodia, uh, Holy Spider from Denmark, Saint Omer from France, All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Last Film So from India, The Quiet Girl from Ireland, Bardo from Mexico, uh, The Blue Kaftan from Morocco, Joyland from Pakistan, uh, Io from Poland, This Isn't a Leave from South Korea, and then Cairo Conspiracy from Sweden. Now first, let's talk about the misses. Personally, I was hoping that Plan 75 from Japan would make it in, but alas, that's not the case. Um, I knew that On the Job from the Philippines probably wasn't going to get in, but still, didn't make it here. Um, I've also heard some good things about Utama from Bolivia, which got some stuff at Sundance, as well as Alcaraz from Spain, which won the Berlin Film Festival, and then Klondike, uh, the Ukrainian entry for this year. Uh, other than those, though, most of the major contenders up to this point have made it in. Um, I'd say the, probably the top contenders based on Precursors are Decision to Leave, All Quiet on the Western Front, Close, EO, and St. Omer. Um, the tier below that, I would say, would probably be Argentina 1985, Corsage, Holy Spider, and Bardo. Uh, below that, we would have Quiet Girl, Return to Shoal, and Joyland. And then below that, some films that really haven't been getting any buzz at all uh, Last Film Show, Blue Kaftan, and Cairo Conspiracy. Now, notably, you know, you probably noticed that RRR, um, kind of that Indian film that's making the rounds, is not is not on this list, and um, that's because, again, last film, so, was actually the submission from India, um, so I guess it's some vindication for the team, uh, from the, for the Oscar committee in India, that they did select a film that would make it to the final round. It would have been pretty embarrassing uh, if it, they didn't make it in there, though, whether or not they'll make it to the final round, uh, we'll see. Now, as far as what the top five, you know, again, Decision, All Quiet, Close, Eo, and St. Omer, whether they're going to make it to the final five, um, this list does seem rather European, right? I I mean, all European countries accept for Decision to leave, none of them even being European films set in another country, such as, say, um, um, Holy Spider, for example, uh, which, uh, while it is um, a a Danish film, um, is set, I believe, in Iran. Um, Generally, I'd expect to see maybe two out of the five films be non european European. Um, I think this bodes well for ni- Argentina 1985, which is the next film, uh, kind of in contention, as well as Bardo, um, which comes from Mexico. Um, that will probably be to the detriment maybe of Close, though that is kind of up there, um, and or maybe uh, Saint Omer. Um, I personally believe in the donkey power of Saint of, of EO, as well as, of course, um, the fact that Saito Films, the, the distributor behind Drive My Car, uh, is behind uh, EO. Uh, personally, I've been hearing a lot of buzz lately about The Quiet Girl and Return to Soul, which recently had their debuts here in New York um, Though that might be recency bias, so you know those might be good picks to potentially upset um, Corsades, I've also heard some particularly good things about um, Give especially about Vicky Kripes though um, She's basically the lead. I don't I haven't heard and maybe some costume, but maybe not well, not too much else and as far as Bardo goes right That is the uh, that was the kind of the presumed Netflix favorite that could, was even in consideration for Best Picture earlier on in the season But after you know it had a very poor reception at the film festivals and didn't even debut in netflix's top 10 when it came to the streaming platform last week um i think uh i think it could very well be a miss here especially if netflix decides you know with the buzz around all quiet on the western front which did well in other categories to put all their chips in on that one for their international nominee um, as far as well, the top tier of films are available, plus some of the potential spoilers I just mentioned, uh, This Isn't the Leave is currently on MUBI. Um, All Quiet on the Wrestling Front is currently on Netflix. Uh, Close, this one looks like it had a qualifying release in theaters here in New York, um, but it's currently scheduled uh, to be um, overseas on MUBI sometime in April, uh, which will be too late for the death race. Um, it looks like, according to a Deadline article, it looks like that uh, A24 who has the U.S. theatrical release is planning on bringing it to theaters sometime uh, in, um, sometime in late January for release here, so maybe that, that's when we get to see that. Uh, EO is currently in a limited release theatrically. TBD on their uh, online uh, release, though again, they are by so and Janus, who were responsible for, for Drive My Car success last year. Um, e- EO is showing up in you know several top 10 lists for the year, so um, I think that that one has some, some potential there. Uh, St. Omer had a qualifying run in New York earlier this month, but will be coming more broadly, at least according to the Lincoln Center, uh, January January 13th. Um, as far as like the down, uh, Argentina 1985 is available currently on Amazon Prime. Corsage is going to come to theaters, actually, I believe, this week, um, at least according to the Lincoln Center here in New York. Um, Bardo, currently on Netflix. Uh, Quiet Girl is currently in a limited theatrical release in New York and L.A. Notably, really know when it's going to expand wider than that. It's currently held by uh, Super, which is the indie label from Neon, uh, also the distributor of St. Omer. Uh, and then Return to Soul is currently scheduled for February 17th release in New York and L.A. LA, according to Sony Classics, who's the one who has their, uh, who has the rights for that film. So uh, we'll see how uh, International stakes out in the end. Uh, next up to the technical categories, we have makeup and hairstyling. Uh, there are fewer precursors here than in the other categories, so it's a bit hard to get a sense of who's in the lead here. But in any case, uh, the source listed films are All Quiet on the Western Front, Amsterdam, Babylon, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Blonde, Crimes of the Future, Elvis, Emancipation, and The Whale. Uh, first off, pretty much what you expect a mix of historical films with a touch of superhero accent in there. Though I will say, uh, props to the team for nominating Crimes of the Future. I definitely saw that as a potential given that there was apparently a lot of prosthetic works for the body horror uh, that was going on in the film, though I don't know if it's going to make it much further than that. Uh, Two potential pretty big misses here. Uh, the Woman King um, who, you know, I think was going to live or die uh, based on its uh, technical, ha- technical. so the fact that it didn't get the costume, the hair and makeup styling um, is does not bode well for it. Um, and then everything, everywhere, all at once, which, um, you know, some people were saying could get some costume love here. Um, I didn't personally see it, but, you know, uh, understandable why people would think that. Um, that said, the front one looks like to be uh, all quiet on the Western front, a war film, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the superhero film, uh, Batman, the other superhero film, Elvis, kind of like the historical recreation uh, type of ha- ha- hair and makeup, and then, uh, uh, and then the whale, um, you know, being uh, you being uh, Brendan Fraser in the fat, fat suit. Uh, Babylon also could potentially is the only other film in, to get any sort of precursor love at all, um, which, you know, It's kind of been underperforming up to this point, from what I've heard, because it hasn't, the screeners kind of went out a little bit late. Um, Amsterdam, Blonde, and Kypes the Future, and Emancipation have not been recognized yet, though I do see a world in which Emancipation does maybe get a little bit more love, since it was somehow able to overcome the Will Smith stigma to get a nomination here, Um, but we'll see. Um, Amsterdam also kind of overcame the David O. Russell bias, not only here, but in another category as well. Um, In any case, though, those those, those five to six films I mentioned as being the most likely are likely going to be nominated for other categories and, that's, that, and, and a lot of them above the line, so uh, no, really no need to go over that. where you can find them here. Uh, moving on to original score, uh, the shortlisted nominees here are All quite on the Western Front. Avatar, Way of Water, Babylon, The Banshees of Incerin, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Devotion, Don't Worry Darling, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablements, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Nope, Said, The Woman King, and Woman Talking. Uh, probably the biggest miss so far of these sort list has been the, is, is in this category, the Batman, which had been leading head and shoulders above most of the other contenders for a score in many of the precursors, so its exclusion from this list is a pretty big deal. Sorry, Michael Giacchino. Um, RRR also missed their chance to get some love here um, to help boost their, their best picture case, as did uh, Empire of Light uh, and Bones and All, both of the, both of these latter two completely setting out uh, Reznor and Ross, uh, who previously had been doing pretty good work and been getting nominated for multiple years at this point. Uh, Tar from Hilda Gaudette here missed a nomination here, but that's more due to it not being completely original and thereby ineligible for this category. However, she did not get set out as he did get the nomination for Woman Talking, uh, Black Panther and Avatar are somewhat surprises in my opinion, though because they, they didn't get a lot of love up to this point. Um, you know, same for C. set and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, that said, you know that those those films did get at least some precursor love, more so than All Quiet, Devotion, Don't Worry Darling, which I wasn't expecting to see. Don't Worry Darling here and then glass onion. Now, as far as frontrunners, uh, with Batman out of the picture, it looks like Woman Talking, Pinocchio, uh, Babylon, and Fablemans, and Banshees of Inisherin are the main frontrunners, uh, with, you know, I think Woman King and Nope potentially coming in as spoilers, most likely for Banshees of Inisarian. Uh The other four films, you know, Woman Talking with Guana um Pinocchio with Aunt Alexander Desplat, uh, Babylon, uh, Hurwitz, uh, and then Fablemans with John Williams are all very well known uh, composers. Um, I will, you know, so, you know, Again, these are all films likely to be nominated for other categories uh, and will be fairly accessible when the, rail, when the race comes out. So I don't think there's too much point in going over where to find them here. That said, that can be the same for Original Song, which is a good time as always. Um, so kind of going through the nominations, we have uh, from Amsterdam, the song Time by Givion. Uh, from Avatar, The Way of Water, we have Nothing is Lost, You Give Me Strength from The Weekend. Uh, from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we have Lift Me Up by Rihanna. Uh, from Everything Everywhere All At Once, we have This Is a Life by San Lux. Uh, Guillermo de Toros Pinocchio brings us Xiao Papa from Gregory Mann. Uh, a Man Called Otto gives us Till Your Home from Rita Wilson. RRR gives us Natu to, Natu to from Sandra Bros. Uh, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, uh, gives us My Mind and Me from Selena Gomez. Uh, Spirited uh, gives us Good Afternoon from uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, uh, written by Pasek and Paul. Telling Like a Woman uh, gives us Applause, written by the inevitable Diane Warren. Uh, Till uh, gives us Stand Up from Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, Top Gun Maverick gives us Hold My Hand from Lady Gaga. Uh, The Voice of Dust and Ass gives us Dust and Ass from Jay Ralph. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing gives us Carolina from Taylor Swift, and then White Noise gives us New Body Rumba from LCD Sound System. Uh, the most notable misses here uh, Hound Dog from Elvis by Doja Cat, though apparently that was ineligible due to too much sampling of the original song. Uh, Nobody Like You from Turning Red, um, setting out Phineas and and, uh, Phineas and uh, Billy Eilish. Uh, you Made It Feel Like Home from Bones and All, setting out Reznor and Ross. Um, I also know some people were hoping for Charlie X.C.'s song from Bodies, 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 but uh, I don't think that was really a, a strong contender to ever make it in. Um, as far as what did make it in, as far as frontrunners, the main contenders, I think, based on precursors, seem to be Black Panther from Rihanna, um, uh, Top Gun Maverick from Lady Gaga, RRR, which is its own phenomenon, Pinocchio, uh, which I guess the obligatory uh, animated film uh, song, and then Where the Crawdads Sings from Taylor Swift. However, you can't really have an original song category without Diane Warren, so I highly suspect that Taylor Swift's song is going to be be the one ending up getting snubbed in favor of Miss Warren, Um, and, you know, with that, I know what the last film of the Death Race is going to be for me, Uh, that is if we can find it, you know, all the other songs uh, we've kind of mentioned, all the other films we've kind of mentioned as being available, World of Quadrant Sing is on PVOD at this point, Um, but uh, 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 Tell It Like a Woman is a pretty hard film. It's apparently a, a, a seven-part documentary anthology um, that was released in a single theater in L.A. back in uh, and also in an international film festival back in October, but has not found its way in theaters otherwise or online. So uh, good luck trying to find that. Uh, Moving to sound, uh, this is a sneakily important category, we'll go over why in a second, but we have 10 sword listed nominees here. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar Way of Water, Babylon, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Moon Age Daydream, and Top Gun Maverick. Now, the big miss here seems to be nope for sound, but otherwise it's a fairly uh, predictable list. Uh, Moon Age Stadium is a bit of a surprise being a documentary, but given sen- gives sense given what it's about. Um, as far as frontrunners, uh, not too much in the way of precursors thus far, but uh, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, Batman, and Babylon are probably the top five, uh, with everything everywhere at once as the potential sixth film in this list. Now I mentioned this is a sneakily important category, and the reason for that, uh, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, but sound and editing are closely linked together. Um, going back to 2012, the winner of the editing category also won the sound category, or when they were two separate categories, won at least one of those sound categories. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, and then, and then the editing winner, even if they ended up, you know, not. Uh, and and the editing winner was always nominated in both going past 2012. Um, Now, the winner of editing uh, is likely going to be among these five, most likely, uh, (laughs) among these five films that I mentioned. Um, And furthermore, of the 65 editing nominees, Post expansion, all but five. So you know that's that's sixty out of sixty-five. Um, you know, and these five were Girl, uh, Who Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Force Awakens, Baby Driver, Itani, and Tick-Tick Boom. All but those five have been nominated for Best Picture. So you know, pretty close to one hundred percent nomination made. Now it's somewhat 50-50 historically in terms of uh, nominees that had only an editing nomination getting to Best Picture, uh, and then uh, and then uh, among editing nominees, only editing nominees and adding N. S. A. nominees um, with the six years uh, being three dual nominations four years being two dual nominations uh, two years being only a single dual nomination and one year being four dual nominations so what that means is you can probably expect maybe two to three of these final five films to be dual nominations um, and thus uh, of these leading five I think the Batman is the least likely to get uh, to end up uh, to end up making it um, but honestly we're we'll probably looking at four of the five making it in unless Babylon ends up missing um, now, so again, those four making it the best picture from this category, from these top five again: Elvis, Top Gun, Maverick, uh, Avatar, and Babylon. That leaves only one slot for an editing-only nominee out of the five, uh, which I think probably going to be, front, the front one is currently Everything Ever All at Once, who would be the sixth film for sound? Um, now, notably, since 2013, if Best Picture winner was in editing, um, which again, it has been for eight of those ten times, um, it wasn't an editing-only nominee, meaning that if Everything Ever All at Once does miss uh, in sound but does make it to editing, um, it would be the only contender in ed- to be editing-only, and thus a favorite for Best Picture, uh, which kind of Tracks with current sentiment. Hopefully that logic was all easy to, to track. Um, notably, however, it is also the favorite in precursors, at least for winning editing outright. Um, though if it, which you know, hasn't really happened in a long time, but if it does miss sound, it would be all. And if it does miss sound, um, you know, it would be the first since 2011 to not win both. Um, so I think what that means is it's likely I think Avatar or Top Gun Maverick wins both editing and uh, sound. it would be kind of wild if they split it, and then everything ever all at once ends up taking picture as a result. Uh, the last feature nominee shortlist is for visual effects, um, and this year we have some pretty strong hitters. Um, you know, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Fantastic Beasts in the Secret of Dumbledore, Jurassic World Dominion, Nope, 13 Lives, and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the major misses here seem to be RRR and Pinocchio, uh, and VFX, which people were hoping for to keep their... Uh, best picture chances alive. Um, I also know a lot of people were hoping everything everywhere all at once would get in, uh, and in precursors has been their favorite thus far. However, weeding a little bit more into the behind the scenes of their VFX workflow uh, in interviews, I'm honestly not that surprised. While it certainly is impressive, right? It's a, it's a story of five uh, five people working over the pandemic on their home laptops, uh, basically you know doing all of the VFX shots. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the VFX shots was basically done in Adobe After Effects, um, which, you know, uh, if this category is voted on by people working in the VFX industry, they're not going to be impressed by people just doing it in, in After Effects, right? They're going to want to see the stuff that's kind of pushing the industry forward in terms of, you know, what what they can do with visual effects, the more more impressive shots, as opposed to the fact that they're able to do it with only five people. Um, so as much as I would love this to, love it to have gotten nominated, I totally understand why it didn't. Now, going to the top contenders who were Sword by Precursors, again, we don't have that many of them, Um, Avatar, Top Gun, Black Panther, Nope, and The Batman are our top five. Uh, Personally, I do see a world where maybe All Quiet on the the, the Western Front can sneak into the five since it's done so well so far, probably over Black Panther or maybe The Batman, but again, that's the only potential so-called upset I see happening in this category, and again, these are all going to be easily available. Uh, before we talk about the larger implications for the race, let's talk about uh, the various sort categories. Now, I don't have too much to say on these, since there isn't really a way to track precursor favorites here, save one. Um, I'll also listen where they are currently available, though, if they are on the YouTube, you might want to hurry, since they get tend to get pulled down fairly quickly. Uh, so first off, we have the documentary sorts, um, American Justice on Trial, People vs. Newton, not currently available online. Anastasia on Paramount+, Plus. Uh, Angolic Do You Hear Us, Voices from a pl- Plantation Prison, on Paramount Plus. As far as they can run, Paramount Plus. Uh, the, elephant whis- the Elephant Whisperers, on coming to Netflix. Uh, the Flag Makers, Disney Plus. Happiness is 4 million pounds, New York Times. Hollout, currently on YouTube. Holding Moses, uh, New- The New Yorker. How do you measure a year? Not currently available online. The Martha Mitchell Effect, Netflix. Nuisance Bear, YouTube. Sut up and paint, on Swordverse. at the gate. New Yorker, and 38 at the Garden, HBO Max. Uh, for animated Sword, now, I'm going to mention a uh, bunch of these animation showcase. It's essentially a streaming platform meant for industry folks to watch these animated films. Um, but I know more than a few people uh, on the Discord have been able to get in on there uh, if they just sign up. Uh, you know, so uh, best of luck if you try- decide to try to watch these through animation showcase. Um, any case, we have Black Slide from Animation Showcase, The Boy, The Mole, The fo- Fox, and The Horse coming to Apple TV Plus. Debutante, uh, not available online. The Flying Sailor, currently on YouTube, The Garbage Man, currently on the New Yorker, Ice Merchant, Animation Showcase. It's nice in here. Uh, it looks like it's only on a French site that requires a VPN. Um, More than I Want to Remember, Paramount Plus. My Year of Dicks, Animation Showcase. New Moon, uh, not yet online. An Oscar an Oscar's told me the world is fake and I think I believe it, not currently online. Passenger, it's an animation showcase, but it will also be on the, uh, the Academy of Death Racers Festival uh, in January. Um, Save Ralph, currently on Vimeo. This one was actually a Humane Society ad uh, by Taika Waititi. You might have seen a little bit of news about it earlier this year. Uh, Sierra, which I think is on the Cridian channel. And then Steakhouse, animation showcase. And then finally, we have the live action sorts. Uh, we have All in Favor, currently on YouTube. Almost Home, not yet online. An Iris Goodbye not yet online. Evalu, not yet online. Le Poupil, on Disney+. Plus. Lone Wolf, currently on YouTube. Nakam, coming to the, the Academy of Death Faces Film Festival, but otherwise not online. Nightride, Ra- Night currently on The New Yorker, uh, will be also at, uh, at the Academy of Death Faces Film Festival. Uh, Plastic Killer, uh, uh, not yet online. Uh, the Red Suitcase, not yet online. The Right Words, uh, currently on Animation Showcase. Side Rail, Animation Showcase, The Treatment, not yet online, Tula, not yet online, and then Warsaw, uh, anime, currently on Animation Showcase. Uh, so, it definitely looks like a- a live action swords are going to be the hardest to find online since a lot of them are not yet available online. Luckily, I'll be able to probably go see them at the IFC Center whenever they have their swords program, and hopefully, you have one near you. Um, now, you know, I think the one uh, that now for live action showcase, I think the one that people were hoping to get in that ended up not getting to get in, or maybe people were hoping it didn't get in because they would uh, kind of overwhelm the conversation, but Taylor Swift's music video for All Too Well, I think, I'm not a Swifty, I don't really know the names of her songs, um, but I think that was the one that a lot, a lot of people were, were buzzing about, and apparently it got like highest rated sword film on Letterboxd for a hot minute before people complained about it. Um, anyway, um, I know, all I know is I'm not going to have to watch the Taylor Swift music music video for uh, the Oscar Death Race, so I'm fine with that. Uh, other than that, over in the Swords channel, on the Discord, again, you can find, people have put together a list of links where you can find these on YouTube and such. Uh, if you wanted to watch them soon online, uh, I would try to check out that list sooner rather than later, as uh, these places tend to take down these lists uh, in the days following after getting nominated, getting, hitting the Sword list, and definitely uh, if they were to get to uh, be nominated for the final day, um, that would definitely be something you want to pick up. Um, Oh, and again, I got to shout out the films that will be screened as part of the Academy of Death Races Film Festival in January, Passenger from the Animated Sorts, Nakam, and Night Rides from the Live Action Sorts. Um, There was also talk of other films potentially in the works uh, to maybe be screened at the the Film Festival, though those are not yet confirmed at this point in time, so I can't really uh, confirm those yet. Uh, Anyway, those are all these short lists, so let's talk big picture. Who are the films uh, mostly feature uh, that won, and then which are the ones that kind of lost out, and which ones performed about as you expected? um so I would say that Babylon is the winner here um there was a lot of talk earlier this week that you know it, it kind of been underperforming at various uh precursor awards you know um, Babylon apparently paramount ha- was didn't really send out all of the screeners to potential voters for you know various film critics awards or whatever so they just didn't get to see it and vote on it so um yeah it, it's been underperforming but the fact that you know these were able to get s- sent out and able to be seen and get make it to these sort list kind of bodes well for it uh, and thus its best pick. Your hopes. Uh, similarly, All Quiet on the Western Front did pretty much as well as any film could have. I mean, got five of the six feature length uh, sword lists, and honestly, it was never getting its song. I would say Netflix probably wouldn't do too poorly to maybe focus on this over, say, Glass Onion for its best picture chances. Uh, speaking of potential Netflix Best Picture films, Pinocchio did alright, maybe a little bit less good than All Quiet on the Western Front. It would have been nice to get visible effects, but score, sound, and song are all solid pickups, which notably those are all categories that other animated films that ended up getting Best Picture did pick up in the past. Um, if it is able to map adapted screenplay, I think its Best Picture choices are alive and well. Uh, over on the flip side, a little quick talking about Netflix films. RRR I think missed out pretty bigly. It got only Song, which I don't think will be enough for it to get to Best Picture at this point. So despite all the buzz around it, I don't think Best Picture is in the cards for RRR as a result. Um, Black Panther, uh, going back to the winners, I think is a winner here. Like all Quiet on the Western front, it got five swordless nominations, the most it possibly could have. Um, Batman is a bit of a slight loss, um, it missed score, which is pretty significant, but it did get two other swordless nominations. Uh, likewise, Nope, missing out on Sound is a bit of a loss as well for it, though it also has two other sword nominations. Um, Woman King also missing out on Makeup was a pretty big blow to its chances, though score is nice for it. Um, it did get, uh, I be, uh, though it's likely on the bottom end of score, it still has a chance uh, for costume and for production though, so we'll see if it gets into the death face at all. Um, everything ever all the ones did miss out on two possible for this VFX and makeup, but again picking up song, score and sound is pretty nice, um, so can't complain too much about that. Um, now as far as you know, uh, as far as other films they uh, that were best picture contenders, they uh, you know Elvis, The Whale, Avatar, Fable, Men's Woman Talking, Top Gun, they all more or less performed what you expected. Um, Avatar maybe you can consider it a win, it did end up getting four of its nominations, uh, which is pretty much realistically what it could have gotten, but again that was kind of the expectation. And it is the heavyweight tech favorite going into the season, aside from Top Gun Maverick. So did it really overperform? I don't think so. Uh, Anyway, that's all for the shortlist. They're only, as of this episode, releasing 33 days until Oscar nomination day. Um, In the meantime, next week we start episodes about uh, the potential Best Picture contenders. Until then, though, happy holidays if you celebrate. Um, One bit of housekeeping for anyone in the New York area, if you have yet to watch RRR, apparently the Village Cinema in Greenwich Village is having screenings three times a day from from December 23rd through the 29th. Um, I'll definitely be, be trying to make my way to one of those as I've been putting off watching it. Yes, I know you can see it on Netflix, but um, from what I've heard, it's best experience on the big screen with the crowd. Uh, so definitely hope to catch you there uh, if you end up going. Um, in any case, that wraps up this episode of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Let me know how your death race is going along um, over on Twitter at D Racecast or email Race Podcast at gmail.com or the Discord. I'll make you subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast service of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Leave leave us a review on there or on podchaser.com or even just share it with a friend who loves movies any of that is super helpful um, those will all be linked in the show notes alongside my other box account Ninja Boy uh, the warrior with an I um, also be sure sort to of check out the Oscar race and Oscars Death Race subreddit and the Academy of Death Racers Discord as well as Um music is provided by Kevin MacLeod you can find his stuff at thecompetit.filmmuicy.io Editing productions provided by Ninsboy Media. That's it for this week. This has been Paulo of the Oscars Death Race podcast, and until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all, all the Oscar nominees or die trying.